let's say you're interested in health tech uh, in a specific, you know, you can find all the, you know, the big health tech companies and see their posts and interact with that, not just interacting by saying, you know, few words, but by, you know, replying by thoughtful comments and providing some insight of what you think of it is of these posts. So we have a great episode for you today, which is focusing on LinkedIn. This episode covers a whole range of different things from the key things that you need to build an effective LinkedIn profile to touching upon some networking strategies for doctors who are busy and have no time to what looks good when you've done it right right so if you are looking to move to industry or really develop your profile this year and you're using LinkedIn as a networking vehicle to do this then listen to this episode with Dr. Mohamed Drez who is a neurosurgeon but also an expert at optimizing your LinkedIn profile and so much so he's written a whole comprehensive guide on it so find out more in this episode Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Babas-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Baina Babas-Jones, and today we are talking LinkedIn again. So as I say to a lot of doctors, especially if you are moving to industry positions, private sector, LinkedIn is something that you can't really get away from comfortably, especially if you're in a competitive area like pharma, consulting and health tech. And so we've covered LinkedIn numerous times in the past, but today we have a very special guest who is a neurosurgeon. So he's a senior clinical fellow in neurosurgery, Um, but he's also a total geek on really leveraging and optimizing your LinkedIn profile as a clinician um, and also runs a YouTube channel on uh, neurosurgery. But we're going to focus today on the three critical things that all doctors and career change need to have in your LinkedIn profile. So LinkedIn, like every social media platform, it is it can be really overwhelming, especially if you are new to it. And it is like a game. You've just got to learn how to play the game, but also most importantly, let the game work for you. Um, so introducing Mohamed Draz, who is going to tell us a little bit more about why and how he helps medics unleash their social impact and magical skills. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Amina, for the invite for the podcast. Um, And uh, I hope everyone uh, finds this uh, useful conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So so tell me, I mean, how, how did you first get stuck into LinkedIn as a neurosurgeon? Yeah, so um, I've been on the platform like for for ages, um, and just kind of like everyone, kind of just uh, you know get in, uh, scroll through a few uh, few um, you know half an hour or an hour, and then that's it. 
Um, but then at, at some point, like um, early 2022, um, I um, started to, to write on LinkedIn and that opened up a lot of opportunities. And after that, we started, me and my colleague, we started the YouTube channel and that opened again another view of So what, basically... what kind of, I'm going to say, sorry, what kind of opportunities did it open up? So uh, loads of things. One, um, I mean, I can list a lot, but basically the first one is um, writing is, 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 a, is a wonderful thing to do anyway. Uh, they always say, you know, if you write a lot, then you're a better thinker. So if you write a lot then um, and sharing these thoughts with other people, then you think better. Um, so that's on a personal side that it helps you anyway. Mm-hmm. But on a career side, I mean, you get um, you get exposed to a lot of people in your career uh, or in your field of, of um, uh, or your, in your specialty. So you can get a lot of people to collaborate on projects, on research, you get... Uh, you can share your experience doing some cases or other cases that you um, you have seen or a piece of technology that you used and you interact with a lot of people about uh, about these things. You get, um, you know, requests from industry to ask you about um, um, expert opinion about their technology or about something that, you know, they're trying to introduce to the market. Uh, you get a lot of students to contact you asking for, uh, you know, either mentorship or, uh, to come to your unit for a visit or to join you for you know a few weeks. What's the best opportunity um, that you've got or you've had? Um, I got a lot of students actually, which I I mean I like mentoring students, so I got a lot of students. Um, I got invites for um, many podcasts. This is one of them. <laughs> um, this is not via LinkedIn, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <This no>. is... <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, events, you get to know about events and get to know people. So when you go to events, you, you kind of know them from before and um, yeah, open a lot of ideas outside medicine, which is which is really interesting. It's come to come kind of coming into the intersection of industries sure. together. And then I have you, to say, you, one, one of the best thing that I've managed to get from LinkedIn is a trip to California. Okay. <laughs> I literally I met this guy <laughs> on LinkedIn it wasn't a relationship type thing. It was totally professional and it was like via kind of medic footprints type vein and ended up visiting him and UCLA in California, which is incredible. Incredible. That's a bit cool. random, but like and that was a number of years ago. But yeah, similarly, like, you know, people can reach out to you. It's a two way thing. So, you know, yeah. reaching out to people, one thing, people reaching out to you is another thing. And it's incredible what can can really happen as a result of that but tell me a little bit more about you know in this day and age why are doctors using LinkedIn so you've mentioned a whole range of different things we've talked about uncovering jobs mentoring branding and profile but um what else have you seen because I've seen what have I seen I've seen a lot of doctors on LinkedIn because I think they realize that having that presence there is important but would you say more doctors are using LinkedIn especially if they're looking to get out of healthcare or get out of their traditional um, careers yeah I, I i mean i don't think we are st- we still kind of um doctors are always resistant to resistant to change anyway um mm-hmm. <laughs> but um if someone is kind of focused on a medical career um and not stepping out to try something else either stepping out completely or uh, partially um i don't think they see a use case for linkedin um however i disagree with this but um, you can't find, you know, like um, a consultant neurosurgeon just joining LinkedIn and writing just for the sake of, of being there. 
Um, so, I mean, there are a lot of examples of um, why doctors use it. I mean, if you are staying in your uh, medical career, then uh, there is a lot of opportunity of, um, you know, uh, discussions about medical topics. So there are a lot of examples of people sharing cases, and then they have loads of comments and interaction from experts, you know, all over the world. And they, uh, it's kind of detailed professional medical discussions. Um, if you are stepping out, um, then people are kind of coming and, you know, kind of sneaking and trying to see, okay, what's going on there? I mean, uh, what are the companies are saying? What are the, you know, what can I do outside medicine uh, or beside medicine? Um, but the problem is you won't get the most benefit out of it if you're not contributing or if you're not sharing mm. your thoughts and interacting with people. Um, mm -hmm. Because this is how these platforms are built. Um, LinkedIn or any social platform is built for, you know, basically they want people to spend more time on it. <laughs> so yeah. the more you spend, um, uh, it's better for them. So either you spend this time as a consumer or as a creator. As a consumer, you're just scrolling through the posts without any interaction, which I don't think is beneficial by any means. Or well, as a I creator. Heard, but I heard that as a consumer, like, I think like what, 60 to 70% of people on LinkedIn are just consumers? Is that they don't yeah, write think, or post yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe more, I believe. Maybe yeah, more. yeah, yeah. But um, they still get to look at stuff and they still get to use it. So how, how yeah, does that Yeah, they still work? get to use it. But yeah, um, I mean, basically, if you have like a few hundred friends on LinkedIn and you're just consuming, I mean, that's the opportunities you're going to see is not going to get bigger because you're, 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 you know, the circle around you is not getting bigger. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get this, to make this circle bigger is by either contributing by writing posts and sharing your experiences and all of this, or at least interacting with other people if you're not keen to kind of share your own thoughts, but at least interacting with the, with the posts that are there on, on LinkedIn. And that basically will open, people will see that and then they will, you know, either friend request or they interact with you as well. And then this is how you uh, make your uh, social circle much bigger than, than, uh, than it is. So, I mean, that's really interesting. So we remo removed the whole idea of LinkedIn. Like what, if, in, pretend we're in the day and age where we don't have anything digital. What is the really, what is the main purpose of networking in general for doctors so, who are looking for other career opportunities? What would you yeah, say? So I would say that I think that most of the jobs <laughs> um, are easily, you can easily get them through a side door rather than the front door, which is the application. Um, networking is one of those doors uh, which you can do very easily on LinkedIn. Let's say Medic Footprints, they have a job and I'm trying to apply. If Abina knows me through my LinkedIn profile and posts and everything, you would know more about myself rather than just a job application that I will send to you. Absolutely. Um, and then that breaks a lot, you know, um, and then my, my likelihood chance of getting that job is much, much higher than someone else who you don't know. Uh, even yeah. if we did a meeting, even if mm -hmm. we did a meeting in person, but that that's that's um, I think for anyone looking for um, a job outside the, the uh, uh, medicine, um, that's the way that you you know you show your face and say, okay, this is what I do. These are the skills that I have. This is my thoughts, and then the jobs will come to you rather than you're looking for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, using that example, like we we have recruited um, or we're in the process of recruiting. And, um, you know, this time, you know, sometimes we say LinkedIn profile optional. On this occasion, it was LinkedIn profile mandatory. <laughs> um, right. and, and a lot of that is also because of just what you said, we only ask one question, one main question for applications, which is introduce yourself, tell us more as to why you're interested in this opportunity. I don't want your yeah. CV, thank you very much. But I do want your LinkedIn profile because it, it, yeah. it's it's a dynamic picture. It's it tells a dynamic, dynamic picture, yeah. but realistic picture if they are engaging on the platform as to what they're about. But also yeah. we need team members who are social by by nature of we ha- we're on a we're a mission driven organization and we are community driven organization and we need our members to help us with that um but also our team members in particular it's all about the networks um yeah. so i think you made some really valuable points there and talking about the i have three doors i've got the front the side and the back door so the <laughs> side the side door is when you're actually you get a job and you're in and then you kind of move up whilst you're in whereas in the yeah. back door is like literally the you know the bouncer sh- like shoves you in the back door because you know them or you used to go out with them yeah, but, but you're yeah, only yeah. out with them to get in the back door not because you actually mm. like the bouncer that kind of thing <laughs> that's got nothing to do with yeah. anything that happened in my life but anyway moving on <laughs> um but but yeah I mean I think it's a great it's a great platform for networking and that's something that's quite alien to doctors in general as a skill um, yeah. because you know with our structure that we have in training as doctors networking even though we probably have done it it's not something that's necessary to get a job which is its pros and cons but when we're looking at industry networking is is quite an essential skill to have regardless of actually which door you're getting into right yeah if you're looking to thrive in industry I mean, even even for the doctors themselves who are still, you know, doing a, a medical job and want to stay there. I mean, networking is essential. You know, if you write a research paper, um, you know, uh, what you want out of it is a lot of people to read about it. If you just post it on LinkedIn, I think it's much more likely to be seen in comparison to just staying on PubMed and you know, waiting for people to go and, and look As at it. As we know, most researchers <laughs> just stays on PubMed, doesn't go anywhere. It was yeah, only yeah, read yeah. by the very the, the few, unless someone wants to pick it up and make sense of it, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, republish it in something that we all understand. But yeah, yeah. so um, you know, I've, I've, out of all the social media platforms, I've been on all of them, and I am on most of them. Um, I think I've gone around a few from when, when it comes to level of engagement. But LinkedIn is now my number one platform. Um, so moving on to principles underpinning an effective LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. what would you say, I mean, another another thing we haven't mentioned so far in this conversation is that Mohammed has put together a very comprehensive, very, very comprehensive guide on developing an effective profile on LinkedIn. So what would you say are the key principles of actually yeah, doing that <laughs> as a doctor who's uncovering yeah, new, new, yeah, yeah. new opportunities. So I think the um, um, the most important things is to optimize and use all the features available on a profile page. So you can see a lot of doctors go, you know, create a LinkedIn account and 
you barely see you, they don't have even a profile picture i mean I, I think that's unacceptable to be honest whenever i get a request from someone like a friend request or a connection request without a profile picture i i simply you know ignore it because at least i want to see you know who am, am i connecting with um so simple things first is use all the features that are there uh, so a profile picture that has to be you know a professional picture still people are looking at linkedin as a as a professional platform it's not facebook it's not instagram so um um people might find that you know um, a little bit odd to see you, your picture in, in a party or um, a selfie of you with your uh, with your friend um so you have you have to have like a professional looking uh picture there is a bit then, of variety that you see on linkedin i have to say yeah. <laughs> there's a spectrum as you said there's some people with no photo which you're like <laughs> you're a real person and then you've got people that they they they, they are at a party and they are when wearing sunglasses yeah. or they're in a bikini <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I'm, I, to be honest i'm not sure how 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 um i don't think that you know doctors will go that that far no i'm not expecting but... that but but yeah i yeah, mean yeah, at the yeah. end of the day it's about having a picture where people can recognize you and you look friendly and approachable that's all you yeah, really need yeah. right yeah and um yeah then make a clear message of of who you are and what what are the skills that you have and what you can offer or how you can help um, so use the description part, write, you know, write a story of yourself, what you have done in the past, what are the skills that you have, what are the experiences you have gone through and what you can offer or what are you looking for? If you're looking for a job outside medicine, then, okay, what are you looking for? So whenever anyone lands, lands on your profile, they know exactly, you know, how you can help them or how they can help you. So, yeah, um, I know this in itself, as you've described, Mohammed, is a skill that lots of doctors do struggle yeah. with. So even though Mohammed's just describing it, it's not easy, especially if you're a doctor. And like what I found particularly is as a doctor, we're kind of, we're, we're taught or institutionalized into thinking that the more complex, the better, <laughs> the more words, yeah. the better, <laughs> the more lofty sounding, the better, um, and yeah. the more technical, the better. Uh, and the more detailed, yeah. the better. So when you're coming, when it gets comes to selling yourself, which is a masterclass we did a few weeks ago, it's about stripping all of that down and pretending you're talking to like a five or a 12 year old, no, a five year old and keeping it as simple and concise and easy to remember as possible. So there's like minimal stroke, no ambiguity. So similar to like if you were talking to a patient about a complex yeah. medical something, history or diagnosis, you'd want to simplify it as much as possible so they could understand it. It's the same kind of exercise, but it's quite difficult when you're yeah. doing it for yourself. I've personally found that, but also a lot of doctors that we've mentored and coached find that as well. What would you say about that, Mohammed? Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. I mean, we, we, we tend to, um, you know, to think about the more in a more complex way. And also uh, we underestimate that you know, people from the public, they don't understand the medical language or how we talk. And because we have been living in this for ages, mm. um, then that, that become became like a natural way of our talking. And then we, we, we just forget that people don't understand it. And if you are stepping outside the, med the medical field, um, you have to um, recognize this issue and be sure that you're talking in a, in a very plain language uh, that everyone can understand. So um, that's very important, you know, so rather than saying my experience is, you know, uh, maybe uh, for myself, I would say, okay, doing 
um, I've done like, you know, 500, you know, lumbar discectomies. No, no one would understand what does that mean if they're not in the medical field. <laughs> but it might be easier to say, okay, I've done like 500 back operations or I've helped, you know, 500 patients to get rid of their mm-hmm. back and leg pain, something like that. But also you have to show your, you know, the experiences you have gone through. We were just talking about the expert myth that people think that they, they have, um, they have to be an expert in 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 a specific field so they can talk about it or they can um, mention this as as uh, on their profile or in their posts, which is actually not true. And you know, an expert is someone who had some sort of experience in the past. You know, so maybe you know um, a one month old is an expert in comparison to a one day old uh, newly born baby you know <laughs> uh, because he has gone through you know 30 days of life so he has more experience than the one year one day old um, so a medical student would have um, experience because um, he can teach a high school student how to get into medical school and how to get through this similar a resident or an fy1 will be you know um, uh, an expert yeah. into you know and helping uh, um, a medical student and so on as yeah as I mean I, I would also level. say it's in relation to whoever you're talking to so if you know more about a topic than the person that you're talking to then you're the expert <laughs> essentially yeah. and vice versa so it's always in context yeah um, and and with regards to I mean you've made a really excellent point about doctors um, and being worried that they if they don't have the qualifications or they don't have the badge or the you know the tick box competencies and they can't possibly call themselves an expert or a specialist or anything. And I I had that for a very long time and I was very scared that the GMC would come and um, hunt me down <laughs> for like yeah, misrepresentation. Yeah, yeah. But the, the reality is, you know, any everyone and anyone is calling themselves an expert now. One of my biggest rants is is the healthcare industry, the health and social care industry, and how many people are going around calling themselves experts, which I guess in some respects they are, but they, they don't have any sorts of kind of any evidence to back that up besides yeah. them just saying it and then people paying yeah. them because they believe that they, they offer them a good service and I guess they will. But it's, it's things like that. It's just, it's, I think it's mainly recognizing that if you are listening to this and you're a doctor and you're scared of um, calling yourself an expert, <laughs> Uh, there are millions and billions of people out there who are doing it who aren't necessarily any better than you, but are taking your opportunities yeah, I mean, as a you, result. You, of that. you don't have to necessarily, yeah, you don't have to necessarily say I'm an expert, but you yeah. can say, okay, I had I had this experience, and you can just tell that experience. exactly. I mean, we were talking about thought yeah. leadership earlier, and yeah. in and basically stating an authority on a on a subject matter. Uh, tell us a bit more about how you can communicate that in your LinkedIn profile. Um, so basically, people are, you know, using social media and basically they are trading their time on social media by to get some reward. That reward can be either entertainment or educational or both. Um, and they are looking for people who has the authority to do so. So um, let's say, I mean, if, if, if you have a heart problem, you will go to a cardiologist, not to, uh, not to me as a neurosurgeon, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, but, but, but people need to know that you have the vision and the insight and the expertise to, to do so, you know? Um, so you're going to a cardiologist because you know that they have been through medical school and they have gone through some exams and they have been qualified. Uh, but when people see you on LinkedIn uh, or any social platform, they don't know who you are or what you have done. So you have to 
tell them how 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 did you reach to that point um so if you want let's say you know a job in an alternative pathway in medicine um and this is probably why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> uh, then you have to show your potential employer that you have the skills required for this for this job just give them indirect messages by posting online you know create that authority by regularly posting and interacting with um, things that happen in, on, on, on the social platform around this topic. So let's say you're interested in health tech uh, in a specific, you know, you can find all the, you know, the big health tech uh, companies and see their posts and interact with that, not just interacting by saying, you know, few words, but by, you know, replying by thoughtful uh, comments uh, and providing some insight of what you think of it is, of, 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 of these posts. And then share your experiences as well, you know, by writing yourself online, write articles, write a newsletter, write uh, posts, uh, post a link and comment on what you think about it, you know, whatever you do. But by doing this regularly, then you build this authority and people will think about, okay, this person talks a lot about this X topic and that's it. This is how you build that authority simply, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's that's really good um, advice. Another thing that you've mentioned with regards to the commenting that I think people underestimate how valuable that can be if you, if you don't have like a lot to say, right? It yeah. is to comment on other people's posts um, on a regular basis. And that's a really great way of networking that isn't really used as much as it could be. Yeah. And it's great because most people, they'll see something they may or may not like or whatever, tag it. But the people that actually comment... Uh, especially when there aren't that many comments as well, it's even better. Yeah. This is a really great way for you to jump in and say something really thoughtful and valuable to either kind of ignite a conversation or just get seen, just simply get seen. Yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah, of your yeah. comments, they and or posts or interactions, they come up on your LinkedIn profile as kind of the last, what's that section again yeah. that I'm talking about? The last oh. posts or the last featured or something. It will come up yeah, 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 and, yeah. and Post, people yeah. looking at your profile will see what have you interacted with what have you commented on? What have you posted? Is that in line with who you say you are? Because the reality is if there's nothing or there's not much on your profile, which is what it will be like when you start, absolutely. Mm. Um, people can't make a decision on you they because they don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, Therefore, yeah. they're yeah, just yeah, going yeah. to leave it and move on to someone they can make a decision on. So the question is, how can you get started quickly, but in a way that you don't, feel like you're spending all of your time on LinkedIn because if you're like me I don't want really to be spending all of my time on LinkedIn I've got a billion and one things to do so do you have any advice Mohammed, on like strategies that that doctors could consider when it comes to wanting to build up their LinkedIn profile but not kind of going through the overwhelm process of trying to do everything yeah so um i mean i agree i mean to it's it's it takes a lot of time um and um it's time consuming like any any social media but if you put a strategy for it then uh you can limit yourself uh with the use so um what i usually do for myself let's say for example is you know if i'm going to write some posts then i create those or write these posts like in advance and everything is planned like probably a week before uh, so I don't spend much time like every day thinking, okay, what I need to write today, okay, and then spend time writing this. And um, so that's if you're thinking and going towards like writing every day or a few days a week, then try to have like maybe 
half an hour or an hour on a Saturday or Sunday. Just put your thoughts down, write it, schedule all the posts. Now there's a scheduling feature, I think, on LinkedIn, or you can use any of the scheduling uh, websites uh, or softwares, which most of them, you know, you can use a free version of that uh, to schedule your LinkedIn posts. So that's one thing. On the other side of commenting, then... I mean, you probably would open your LinkedIn once a day at least. Um, so once you do that, just spend that time um, to maybe half an hour to comment on three, four posts that you have seen uh, on your news feed. And again, that comes to us. There's also an important point here is pick your, you know, your the circle that you have around you in LinkedIn because that's what will come up in your face once you open uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so if you have like, you know, let's say you're interested in health tech, but you have all the other all the people that you added are in, let's say, health finance or health economics, then every all the posts that will come in, in front of you will be on something that you're not interested in, then you're not you won't be able to comment on it. And that's, that's really difficult. So you, you know, if you don't have the content to comment on it, then you're not going to comment. Simply. I think this is one of the, the downsides to LinkedIn, because it does create this false bubble. Yeah of yes. everyone in the world is talking about this and like, you know, talking about what you're interested yeah, yeah. in oh my god but we see we see a lot of that you know on online in general whereby we interact with something then regardless of what we want it will show us the same thing or something similar or something related to make us again think we're in this yeah. kind of false false bubble and, and we it's quite difficult to then discover and explore things outside of that bubble that makes any sense mm. so i think linkedin is exactly the same thing. So in my in my network, most people are in healthcare, um, health tech in particular, and I do see a lot of the same people post and post. But that again, that's the algorithm. But what I what I yeah, would yeah, say, because yeah. again, algorithms change, and you have no <laughs> you have no control over the algorithms, which change constantly. But for doctors that are listening, I would say just get yourself into a rhythm that works for you. Don't worry so much about the algorithm. But as Mohammed said, it's about the contributing regularly, um, but in a way that works for you. And it could start with a, a period of just watching and listening, because that in itself yeah, is yeah, also yeah. quite valuable just to see how people are using, using, engaging and interacting on the platform. Um, but just moving forward to our, our title of the podcast, which is three critical things that doctors really need to do to leverage their profile on LinkedIn. So what are the three things? We've already talked about one of them, which is authenticity yeah. and authority or thought leadership. What were the others, would you say? So uh, as you said, authentic authenticity or um, thought leadership uh, or authority. Mm -hmm. uh, we already covered that. I think the second or the two, two other important points are um, contribution and consistency. And contribution, what I mean by this is basically moving from being a consumer, just, you know, using LinkedIn or any social platform, just scrolling uh, to the to the creator side. And the creator, that can be a variety of things, you know, as we mentioned, either someone who's, you know, actively creating every day or someone who is, you know, creating from now and then and uh, and or just interacting in general. Um, and, you know, there are billions of people on social media, but I think probably I would say at least 99% are just consuming content. <laughs> um, and only 1% are, you know, 
creating something or contributing to a variable degree uh, of contribution. Um, so I like, you know, they, they are like, you know, someone who is, you can call them the liker, who is like liking yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm not saying so. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there is a higher level, slightly higher level who, you know, um, that person who comments on every single post. And then a highest level is basically you are contributing yourself and writing uh, on on a regular basis. Um, so it's very important that you move from that side to that side, or you know maybe start by observing as you said, and then move to commenting, interacting, and then start creating and writing online. Also, we, we people also have to focus on the interaction, not just through the you know. Uh, commenting or writing but also the you know you can direct message people and that's very important because you want to build relationships rather than anything relationships. else relationships um, i think that's yeah. a key so point we forget, yeah we forget that you know we are it's a virtual platform and um building relationships there is is really difficult but if you uh, message people and say okay i'm interested in that or i've seen your post interested in that and then you know maybe you meet if you are in the same place or in the same city just organize a meeting or you know a call or even a call or a chat for 15 minutes or something like that then you get to know people and then that's you know that opens again other opportunities and you know build like a proper relationship rather than just a virtual yeah i mean i think it's important to remember again another point for doctors that networking using these kind of platforms it's all about the long game it's not a short game thing so don't expect any instant results i mean you're lucky if you do get instant results but most of the time people invest in it it's an investment just like YouTube, like becoming a YouTube creator is a huge long-term investment. Same goes for LinkedIn. Yeah. There's most people on LinkedIn that I know who are active, they've been on there for like a decade, if not like much longer, yeah. um, and on and off as well. So it's really important to just say, hey, if you're going to reach out to someone, don't throw your CV at them and say, have you got a job? Because that's not the best approach and you probably won't get any responses. Um, but yeah. being very strategic on who you reach out to is really important and how you reach out to them too. And it's an art a lot of the time and it just needs practice. Again, something that you need to work out the best approach for you. And that's one of the things that we do on our Doctors in Industry Incubator, which we launched um, a month or two ago, which is going really well. And Mohammed is going to be mentoring some of our fellows on developing stellar, stellar LinkedIn profiles, but also <laughs> running a masterclass on optimizing your LinkedIn profile as a doctor moving to industry, which is really exciting. Um, and this is all based on his guide that he's written for um, professionals, healthcare professionals on optimizing their LinkedIn profile, which is going to be inclusive, included or inclusive of the Medic Footprints Premium Membership and the Doctors in Industry Fellows, which is going to be really exciting. Um, so thank you for that, Mohammed. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, but for everyone else who wants to access it outside of the Medic Footprints community, where can they find your guide? So it's all, um, it's uploaded uh, on Gumroad, so you can buy it from there, or you can find this through my LinkedIn profile. Um, there's a little link that you can um click on it and then uh you can find you can find the guide through this link awesome and just quickly i mean we've talked about linkedin a lot and like what does success look like what when do doctors know that their efforts on linkedin is paying off what would you say 
what kind of um, key performance indicators um, would you say, hey, it, it means that you're doing quite well? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because um, people always will, will keep looking at the numbers in terms of, you know, um, uh, the circle that you have around you, like friends or, or followers. Um, and that's always tricky to look at because that can take very long time to, to build. Um, but what's, I think what's more important to look at is how, how much meaningful, meaningful relationships that you have made through that time. So um, even if you have like, um, you know, 100 friends on, or followers on LinkedIn, but you have built, you have done, you know, um, um, or you have got like, you know, five new friends, like, you know, real friends and people that you talk to and, you know, um, sharing thoughts with and had, you know, you um, had some calls with them. I think that's, that's, um, that's, that's very meaningful and a very good outcome. So uh, don't be bothered about the numbers, but just, just share your thoughts and ideas and the numbers will come at the end. I think that's really good advice. I mean, yeah, there's always the vanity metrics of how many followers or connections do you have? Um, and it feels good to have more than someone else, right? But yeah. the reality is if, if you can have the biggest network in the world, but if you don't leverage the network itself, so leverage opportunities for those networks, that network means nothing. So yeah. one of the things we really focus on is how can you build your own high value network that's relevant to what you're doing? So your network may not be the same as your colleague's network because you have a different focus on what you want to achieve. And this is another thing going back to the foundation of why it's so important that doctors learn how to sell themselves, which comes from having clarity and focus on what your career goals are. And a lot of doctors just do, do not have that. And that's what we find, especially those who are looking, who are changing careers, they want to do everything and nothing. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that leads to overwhelm, that leads to just not uncovering the, the best quality opportunities, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. So use it wisely. And I, I, think, I think, you know, some, some, some doctors might have this, like, um, uh, thinking of LinkedIn or thinking of the followers numbers as being an influencer or something like that, which which they might have a negative image of it. Mm. I mean, you're you're not you're not trying to be an influencer, but you're trying to share your thoughts and and be listened to, you know. Um, and that's very important. This is how you get you you know you have more impact on on the on the on public or on on the society around you. And I usually uh, tell this to other people is, you know, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon and how many people would I help every year? You know, the maximum number of operations I can do a year, maybe 250 or something like that. And the maximum number of uh, people that um, I would um, see in a clinic in a year, same similar number, maybe more. So, you know, a single surgeon can help maybe thousand patients two thousand patients a year you know that's like <laughs> a huge number but think about the impact that you can create through these social platforms it's way more than that mm -hmm. you know a single a single post or a single thought that you share or a single article can be read by thousands and thousands of people and that can make a huge impact on, on people's life if you share like a, a proper advice um so think about it from that way rather than having this negative you know thinking of of um influencers uh it's not like a tiktok like dancing style it's 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 something it's something meaningful and helpful but for it can be do. a tiktok dancing i'm saying I, that because i i literally came across um an article on dancing doctors on tiktok 
And I just don't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But there you go. <laughs> it seems to attract and engage. What, what, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that doctors, when they think about it, they always think that it has to be this way. Mm. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, people have different views of doing things. So you can choose whatever way you, 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 you want to do it. Yeah, um, that's a great way to yeah. end it. The rules are there aren't any rules, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, everything we've said doesn't have to go, doesn't have to go down with you. You could just choose not to use LinkedIn and that would be fine. Yeah. It's not the easiest okay. way forward, but it's a way forward and that's your choice. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's really important that whatever you decide moving forward, it's got to work for you and whatever you use, make, make it work for you, not the other way around, because we've fallen into that trap as doctors many, 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 many times. And, you know, we're on a mission to connect one million doctors with the best and diverse careers. We want to make sure that doctors don't burn out in that process. And it's sustainable careers where they can make an impact, um, work autonomously and on their own terms. That's that's. And in order to do that, you need to create your own structure and framework that's come from you, not from an institution or anyone else. It's from you. And that takes a lot of experimentation a lot of soul searching I would highly, highly strongly recommend you invest in coaching and mentoring, which we offer through our programs at Medic Footprints. We also have MF approved coaches, or you may go and find another coach, whatever it is, please, please. There's one thing you do in 2023 and you're looking to change careers or you're, you're looking to develop yourself into a leader, please invest in yourself and get coaching because it will save you so much time, money, and help you create the impact that's needed. It's not just you wanting it, it's the world needing it. So please do it for us, the world, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's, that's, that's a very important advice, to be honest. I mean, the, the, the more you develop your skills outside the medicine, the more you get more, the more opportunities you get. And you're not going to get this without, um, you know, getting yourself out of, the walls, the four walls that we are kind of stuck in, in your hospital or in your clinic, you have to get outside. Um, mm-hmm. And to get outside means that interact with other people outside medicine. Um, you know, I always have like cooperation with, let's say, engineers and, you know, uh, some research cooperation with biomedical engineers. And all of these discussions are fascinating, is, is nice because I'm just stepping out of, uh, you know, the, the medical discussions. Um, so it's very important to to you know to interact with people in economics and finance in you know yeah. uh, creators creator side uh, YouTube anything anything you know uh, and you will be fascinated by the amount of skills that you will build by just stepping out and even if I'm not you know I'm not pushing people to say okay you have to quit medicine but the skills that you yeah. will develop will be very helpful in your career as a doctor. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. As a doctor, as a doctor outside or inside of clinical medicine, whatever you do in your life, these are really important skills. They're called soft skills, but they're actually essential skills. I was going to say, we're going to come back to the key indicators that you're doing well, whatever you're doing on LinkedIn. So doctors that we've worked with and we've worked with them on their LinkedIn profile and learning how to sell themselves, things I've noticed is they've been approached by companies, they've been approached by recruiters. They've been, their posts get commented on more or they get um, better engagement in their comments, so to speak. Their confidence increases. That's another that's, that's another thing that's kind of underestimated. Your confidence increases as you use the platform more and more. And then you can feel better to actually take some of those conversations. And even some of those people that you meet, as Mohammed mentioned, 
and and see them in person at an event like I went we went to this networking event a few weeks ago and it's like hey we're like in person this is kind of weird but actually kind of normal at the same time just seeing each other live and in person is is really really powerful um but again it's up to you to decide as to what good looks like for you um some people use it like 100% for like lead generation if you're like running a business lead generation being finding people who could potentially work with you. Um, a lot of people obviously use it for you for actually finding jobs. But remember, you know, once the job is on LinkedIn, LinkedIn being a platform that has billions of people on it, you are putting yourself up against a, hu- a high, high, high number of com- a number of or competition, I should say, um, not to put yeah. you, um, you know, off that, but that is the reality. So once a job comes on LinkedIn, you know, go for it, but see if there's any other ways you can get in. Um, to kind of help yourself stand out. Anyway, thank you so much for your time, Mohammed. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll really look forward to our masterclass and mentoring session with you. Um, and I assume people can find you on LinkedIn. You've got a very beautiful profile, actually. Um, I love, I love the banner in particular. Can you tell us briefly, like, yeah, tell us about the banner? It's like this <laughs> gorgeous sunny yellow banner saying you are a designer (laughs) (laughs) so no it's just i'm trying to make the colors are the same in all the things that i use so it's the the black and yellow um so yeah and then uh, you are a designer is coming from um the design thinking is 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 a way of solving problems and offering solutions and it's it's very helpful in the healthcare um uh, to create solutions for problems in in a different way and uh, people think that they they don't have this skill but they are actually and they think that a designer is someone who's dealing with art and you know or writing songs or something like that um but it's not it's designing is meaning designing a solution basically so that's why i'm saying you are a designer awesome (laughs) awesome love it thank you so much for your time thank you thank Thank you you. and for anyone that's interested go to medicfootprints.org forward slash industry if you want to learn more about the doctors and industry incubator (laughs) 